0: Hello everybody, uh, my name is Nemesh Shradia. welcome to the Spiritual Journey Path to Awakening podcast. We're now on episode 41, how cool is that? Um, I'm excited that we, we're now releasing an episode every week. Uh, yes, we may skip the odd week when stuff's going on, but our commitment is on most weeks to release a podcast. This week's podcast is all about overcoming fear and I'm looking forward to this one. But before we do, I want to introduce my co-host, the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire and soon to be published author, Stacey Brown. And Stacy, I know how you love how I do the introduction to you. I'd love for you to uh, introduce yourself.
1: Mims, it's always good to be here with you in this space. I absolutely adore this podcast. And yes, I'm Stacey. I am an intuitive healer and a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor and coach an Akashic record reader, and as you mentioned, a soon-to-be published author. We just hit send on the final revisions of the manuscript, and we're in the home stretch. I'm really excited about it.
0: Wow, yeah, and I think um, that process started in January, where we started to record your book, and it's kind of led to here. So um, and the whole process is probably going to end up taking a year end-to-end. How cool is that? So we normally start um, the podcast by um, me talking about how important it is to shine our light on ourselves. And that, for me, is always, always going to be important. I always like to remind people to, um, you know, our shining our light is really important. Uh, I really feel we've been pushed to shine our light differently now. But for me, the most important thing is for us to shine our light on ourselves first. And when we do that, our light becomes even brighter. So I want to remind everyone to really think about how you shine your light on yourself first. Um, and then what can you do to shine your light brighter on you first? And, you know, do something to really truly lift your soul. Um, but we have started something different from the, the last podcast. And that is every, every last time I asked Stace to pull a card, to really just set the energy, pull an oracle card to reset really the energy of the episode, to really send a message out to all our listeners. So Stace, I'd love for you to pull, us, pull a card from your deck. And just share a message for our audience.
1: So I pulled from the Ask an Angel deck, which I have had this really powerful connection um, for anyone who's interested. The deck is by Tony Carmine Salerno and Carissa Mulatto. And it's called Ask an Angel Oracle Card Deck. And the card that I pulled is the card Heaven and Earth. And it says, Heaven and Earth, Human and Divine, the Flesh and Spirit. These are often considered so different and yet one does not exist without the other. This is the truth that once integrated truly sets us free. What if we couldn't exist without God and God couldn't exist without us? What if we were God dreaming? God experiencing itself for pleasure, movement and evolution. What if we were existing in the psyche of God, playing our roles, using free will to the extent that we choose, yet operating within that greater sphere of energy. We could have the power to create revolution, evolution within this space. We would truly be co-creators with God. When we connect the idea that we are intricately linked to everything in existence, we become larger than ourselves. We become eternal. We become one with all who have come before us and those who will follow All things become reflections of ourselves and reflections of God simultaneously. Once we realize that we exist in this state of oneness, we may begin to open up to the power and potential we hold on this space. Everything we do, think, and believe affects the whole. Yet most of the time we walk blindly through life, believing we have free will yet choosing to act based on personal fears and limitations, family, social, or cultural beliefs about what is and isn't the right thing to do. Or we act based on destructive beliefs or neurosis that have developed through the various influences or traumas we have experienced through our lives. When we act or attract from this place, the outcomes are generally mundane and predictable and not the product of free will, but rather the product of programming. The true use of free will occurs when we think and act from a place that is free and at one with the divine, holding the power and potential of all that is. It comes from understanding the true potential that exists within every moment and the understanding that everything we do and think affects what will occur in our life, what we will experience, and that in turn will affect the whole of existence. When we integrate the idea that heaven and earth the flesh and the spirit, human and divine, although polarities, are one, and we have the power to affect and experience oneness with the whole, then we will become conscious and awakened. Such a powerful card, Nims, and reminds us that we are all divinely connected.
0: It's so very, very true. Love that card. And um, I'd love for people to give us feedback on is picking a card at the beginning of the, the, each episode a good idea? Does it resonate? Would you like us to do something different? We love getting feedback. But Stace, getting on to today's topic, overcoming fear. I love this one. Um really is about that. You know, we all have fears. We all have stuff that we're dealing with in terms of you know, things. that like, What are we really scared of? And overcoming that fear and taking that leap of faith and, you know, facing your fears is really a big and important part of our spiritual journey. And um, I'd love to hear from you first in terms of what's your perspective. Maybe give us some examples of wherever you overcome fear.
1: Wow. This is uh, a lot for me because um, I think there's a lot of fear in the unknown Um, and this season for me, and and I'm going to say season because it, it isn't just the last year, I would say it's the last several years has been a tremendous amount of unknown for me. Um, A year ago, I was married and I was living in a home in the country that I had worked really hard to create a loving environment for my family, a safe environment. Um, And life looks very different now than what it did then. And I've been navigating through, um, a physical separation and now an impending divorce. I've been navigating new relationships with my children, with my friendships. Um, I can say right now, this topic makes me very uncomfortable (laughs) because, um, I'm going to have to be very real with our listeners in saying that um, I'm still a work in progress with overcoming fear. I've had fear about what life is going to look like as a single woman in her mid-40s. I'm rebuilding from the ground up. I would say my foundation is the same, right? My belief system, uh, what I stand for, and who I am as a person But what life looks like in this season is very unknown to me. And um, I don't know if any of our listeners have been through, you know, a massive life change. But I, just to get super personal, because that's what I do here. um, When I first physically separated from my husband, uh, I was staying with friends, trying to figure out where I was going to live. And I would wake up gasping for air, like out of a sound sleep, I would wake up in the middle of the night, first thing in the morning, repeatedly, I would wake up and I would just feel this overwhelming fear that I wasn't even able to process rational thoughts. And I would just wake up and like this gasp. Um, and in some ways I still feel like I feel that sensation NIMS, like, how am I going to get through this? What is the next step? How am I strong enough? Will I be strong enough? Um, There's been a lot of fear for me. And I never want to mislead our listeners in thinking that I am somewhere that I'm not. I would say that I'm in a season right now that is very scary. Um, Um. Trying to navigate the newness of it and um like this unfamiliar territory is scary
0: Um, yeah I can see that I mean I I guess for me overcoming fear is also it's a way for us to expand it's a way for us to face whatever we and all all of us are going to face some kind of fears it's not like we're ever going to be over it but actually you know I've seen what you've had to face in these last x number of months and um we talk about it often right there was a a period where you just you had to react and it was almost like you were in survival mode um and you were overcoming many fears but it's like you didn't have time to think about it but in this mm-hmm. season it feels like you do you have a bit more time and you know it's, it's in many ways it's harder when you have time to just kind of think about it and you know i, I think about what we you know what we've created in the past year. By the way, when we recorded this, a year ago today, you were in the UK for the first time. So, um, you know how much has changed since since your first trip here. And you know, even you coming agreeing to come here. I remember that story when we were in Clubhouse, and I do this thing on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse, um, if you've heard of previous episodes, is a is a social media app. It's an audio app where you can talk on different topics. Um, we would always highly recommend it. But on the app, you know, I have this sometimes I have this habit of just challenging people. right? I am an expander. So I'm state's asking you, what, what what are you hoping to manifest? And you just blurted out a trip to London. I was like, OK, I have no idea where that came from. But sure, you've never traveled. I think you had one trip to Jamaica before. and You never traveled outside of that. And um, you just embarked on this trip to London, meaning, meaning. Meeting people that you've met on social media but never met in person, and uh, I don't know if that was overcoming your fear for you, um, but I was proud of you for just, just jumping and just you know, it's like you've agreed to do something. I, I mean, when you said you're gonna you want to manifest the trip to London, I knew you'd come to London, but I thought it'd be like maybe six months, you know, you'd plan it or whatever, but I wasn't expecting it to be like four to five weeks afterwards. Um, but I feel that kind of started a a process which maybe actually started a few years before for you but where you've had to face your fears and it's really interesting when we were talking about this episode before we started recording and you know stuff was coming up and we all have fears I mean I um you know growing up I never had a voice so in many ways for me to be using my voice For me to start this podcast for me to be seen on on instagram live Uh, i go live much more often now that was something i was not comfortable with and um but i was pushed to do i was pushed to do by whatever forces are out there um and um yeah it's i wouldn't be here today doing what i'm doing if i hadn't and i don't continue to face my fears and I get told often that I make things sound easy. You know, facing fears isn't easy, right? I mean, before I started recording this podcast, I debated about it for weeks. I mean, I already, I'd already got the message that I need to use my voice. And I just procrastinated. I'm like, well, maybe I need the perfect equipment. Yeah, maybe I need the perfect software. Maybe I don't have the right microphones. Maybe I don't have this. Maybe I don't have that. And then I remember talking to, to a friend at the time, and she was like, start. And I was like, okay. And, you know, a lot of people when they record podcasts do lots of editing and lots of, I've always liked just sitting here and recording and whatever comes through, comes through. I really feel it's channeled. And just carrying on these episodes with you, Stace, we don't edit a lot of it. We just just sit here and record. And for me, that was a leap of faith too, right? Well, hold on, people are going to judge us. Well, Well, hold on, other people edit their podcasts and it's so clean and so crystal and actually I like the rawness of what we do so for me that fear has now become a benefit um but also just watching what you've been through um I guess I've I I've had a a unique view seeing you record the book seeing you have to overcome your fears of to be seen while recording the book you kind of getting um the epiphany, if you want to call it, of how much you're going to be seen and judged when this book comes out a few weeks ago. When we we're having the conversation, it's interesting seeing you from the other side. Um, it's also interesting, you know, having a close friend going through what you're going through, and in many ways supporting, holding space, but allowing you and have, have not like have a choice, but watching you go through painful things of where you have to overcome fear and just how strong you are doing it. Um, I, always, I always say too often that I think you're, you're one of the strongest people to know, if not the strongest person, just because of how you face what you face. But in many ways, I don't really think people who really don't know you well get to see how much you've had to face. But what would your advice to, to, to our listeners be in terms of, you know, what you've been through. And to me, it feels like a rebirth, right? A lot of people are going through this rebirth, where your life is changing and kind of been totally kind of put on its head. I guess if that's what, if you had to advise or if you had to give some feedback in terms of the process that you've gone through, what would your advice be to our listeners?
1: So I would say the first thing is, um, you know, in a lot of it, I, I went with a feeling, you know, I, I go, I, I do a lot of what I do based off of what I feel and really dialing in on that. And Nims, I think when I was embarking on my, my, my friendship with you, I was in a space where I had been in pain for a really long time. You know, I I had seen my child come close to death. I had been through um, a significant personal health crisis where I had a surgery. The surgery surgery was botched. I spent three months in bed before I had another surgery to fix the first surgery, and it was like just the season of painful and sometimes scary, really scary things. And in that space, I was in survival mode. And when I met you, I was processing some of what I had been through. I was sharing stories of my experiences and kind of coming to more of an understanding of who I was based off of those experiences and how I'd handled them. And then I started making some decisions. You know, what, what do I need? What do I Stacy, need? And for me, I needed to expand my worldview. I needed to expand my experiences. And I knew that I felt a connection with you and some of the other people that I had met through clubhouse, the social media app that we reference often. Um, but it was a big step to plan a trip and go and meet people that I had never met in person. And it was also a big step for me. I, I flew to the UK with a friend. She came back early. And so I flew home by myself internationally for the first time. So it was like through my experiences and the challenges that I had faced, I almost had to face more fear on the other side of those experiences as I began processing them and healing. Um. My advice to anyone who is facing fear would be first to let yourself feel it, to acknowledge it, whether it's that you're afraid of a new living situation or you're afraid of a new job or you're going into a new season with your family. Maybe you're having a new baby. Uh, maybe you're trying to have kids. Maybe you're going through a season of transition with the children that you already have and transitioning with them into adulthood, whatever the case may be, I feel like the first key to navigating through fear is to acknowledge it, let yourself feel it. I think so many of us try to push it away and we don't want to acknowledge the fear. Like we just want to rush through it. And for me, the saying, feel the fear, but do it anyway is a really powerful one. Um, This probably isn't, maybe this isn't normal. (laughs) I don't know. But I find that when I'm in a space where I'm afraid, my adrenaline is usually pumping. Uh, I would say when my adrenaline's pumping, my appetite goes down, my sleep gets disrupted. And sometimes I become very consumed. You know, I've shared on here before that I have ADD and I've suffered through a large portion of my life, trying to find the right medications and the right tactics and how to handle it. But I find that when I'm in a space of fear, My thoughts are racing even more so than they already do with the ADD. And I've had to take a really close look at what I'm doing and how I'm showing up in the world and overcoming that fear in order to be able to do what I feel like I'm called to do. You know, when we started the process of writing the book together and, um, You know, I told you, like, I I think I have a book in me. I think I've got to write a book. I didn't think once about how it was going to be received. I knew I had a story and I knew it had to come out. And then we hit send on the final manuscript. And all of a sudden this wave came over me of, oh my gosh, People are going to read this and they are going to know about my story. Like they're going to know the ins and outs. People are going to know what I shared. And I will tell you right now, I'm I'm definitely feeling the fear of that because that wasn't why I wrote the book. I was just kind of going off of the feeling of what I was meant to do. And I was picturing one woman getting the help that she needed from the book. I wasn't imagining... A bunch of people reading it and so there is some fear right now even Nims, like in this season there's fear of I left a career that I was really familiar with and I was quite good at um I've left my home I've left my marriage and I'm rebuilding from the ground up and though I have the fear every day Every day. It's with me every day. The fear of, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Am I showing up the way I'm meant to? Am I going to be strong enough to do this? I allow myself to feel the fear. I'll journal about it if it becomes that big, but I allow myself to feel the sensation and, and I continue to move forward with what I'm doing, even though I feel the fear. And for me, acknowledging the fear was the issue. I had to acknowledge, I am afraid, but I'm going to keep moving. Whereas in the past, I feel like I tried to push the fear away and ignore it.
0: Yeah, it's really, um. yeah, I mean, the steps that you went through to to rebuild your life, um, record the book, you had to leave the space you're in and come to the UK to really kind of connect with who you really are, to make the massive changes. And not everyone can do that. But I think that is good advice, right? If you can um, even change your orbit for a little while, you know, even if it's, if you're journaling, you go to a different place, you go to a park, you go to Starbucks, you go to something different. Changing your orbit really does help you to understand. And as you said, the first thing is feel the fear. Really understand the fear. How is it serving you? And, um, you know, sometimes we build the fear up into something so much bigger than it Mm -hmm sometimes when you think about it and say, okay, um, the first thing is, how is this fear serving you? How is it expanding you? What is it stopping you? And if you overcame this fear, what would it mean? Because as human beings, we have two basic needs. And that is, one is we want love. We want to feel love. We want to feel that connection. And two is we want to avoid pain. And... You know, how many of us, at, at some level, don't want to be seen? How many of us fear about the judgment that we're going to receive? Um, you know, there's many people that are very prominent on social media. They're very public. They're very... But how many people are truly authentic about their fears? How many people are truly, you know, will share openly about what they fear, what they're doing? Um and Stace, one of the things that's happened to you is everything you've been through, you are very vulnerable with what you're going through. You do share a deep level. and um, But it's interesting, behind the scenes, you do have a fear of that being seen, right? Whereas if people were to look at you publicly and see how you speak on Clubhouse or on social media or, you know, kind of what you do, people would think, oh, my gosh, she's very comfortable being seen.
1: Mm-hmm
0: um you know i i'm on clubhouse all the time i do instagram lives um we record this podcast we do mentorship and all that sort of stuff but it's still a part of me that doesn't want to be seen right there's still a part of me that you know what do people think of me oh my god you know are people going to like this podcast is it going to be received well is it going to be there's a conversation we have with ourselves and all of us have some kind of fear right and as you said earlier it's having that fear but doing it anyway that takes practice and maybe that's a good advice for our listeners is is to take one fear at a time because if you don't that fear becomes deliberating it kind of stops you from growing it kind of stops you from being because the longer you wait the bigger that fear gets and the bigger that you the bigger fear that you build it up it's this when i think back to you know, starting this podcast, I think back to going to live to Instagram once a week. I procrastinated for probably six weeks before I started any of those any of those things. And I built it up to, my God, it's going to be so hard. I need to, I'm going to spend so much time. And you kind of tell yourself this story, but actually recording the podcast, um, you know, we, we, we make time for it on a weekly basis, but it's actually something we enjoy doing now. So it's not, but I built it up to be this big thing. And, you know, oh my God, it's that, and we just we record it and we release it, and whoever's meant to hear it is meant to hear it. We promote it on social media and do some other things, but it's not like, you know, we don't have the fear of oh my god, how do we get it to the people it's meant to? Because we trust, and it is that trust. It's that it's that knowing. It's 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 almost thinking about the other side of the fear and doing something, and and considering how would you feel once you started, and. What's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, me starting this podcast, what's the worst thing that could happen? Nobody listens to it. Okay. I've not hurt anybody. I've not done anything. You just move on. Um, When you're going through a life change like you're going through, um, I mean, how much of it is divinely guided and how much of it is part of you overcoming fear? I'm I'm curious to know from your perspective, how much of the, the massive change you're talking about, the number of fears that you've had to overcome, how much do you feel was... Are you in control of yourself and how much of it is divinely guided and how much of it required you to overcome fear?
1: I think all of it is divinely guided. I feel like my fear comes from wanting to know what's next and anticipating versus being present in the moment. I, I, I feel that many of us get an idea in our head of what we think our life is supposed to look like or what it's going to look like. So for me, I wanted to get married and have children. Okay. I wanted a family unit and I spent many decades trying to cultivate that right like I I felt this is what my life is going to look like I am going to live in this house in the country I'm going to serve a lot of people I'm going to be married I'm going to have children and at some point I'm going to have grandchildren and my life is going to carry on in this space so there was kind of an assumption on my part that if I wanted that 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 was what was going to happen. And at a certain point, I feel that God was like, I'm asking something different of you. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this. And God was like, yeah, but you did. Because right now you're basing what you think your life is supposed to be like on an assumption of that is what I have for you. But that's not in fact what I have for you. And so I feel like there's this beautiful dance that we do between what God, our higher power has for us as this life's mission and what we, what we think we're supposed to do. Right. And I feel like this kind of goes back to something that we've talked about in the past with the trust fall. And I feel like the trust fall and the fear, are are very, they go hand in hand. And so I'm, I'm bringing it up again because it's super important. And it's also something that we, we talk about in the book, right? And so we've been working on the book this morning. So all this is fresh in my brain. Are you basing your projection for life on what you think you are supposed to do Or are you listening to the signs that are coming from the universe and from God that maybe that picture looks different than what you anticipated? And I think what's very overwhelming is if we get really attached to the idea of what we're supposed to do or what we think our life is supposed to look like, the fear comes in the awareness that the universe and God are showing us something different. And for me, this, the fear in this season has been in every area of my life, personal, professional, or otherwise life is looking nothing like I thought it was supposed to. And I can feel God saying to me, this is what I want for you. And I'm going, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Like what? And, and the signs are all there NIMS. I mean, it was like, the marriage was falling apart. There was no communication. There was no connection. And there certainly wasn't a feeling of mutual respect and love. Okay. Um, I was feeling very empty and I could feel God saying to me, I have something different for you. And I was like, what, what do you mean? I thought we had a plan. I thought that I was going to retire with this man and that we were going to spend our later years in life building these memories. And God was like, no, that's not what I'm asking of you. I'm asking of you to leave your marriage, to leave this home and to build something new and totally different. And again, I was like, are you sure? Are you (laughs) sure this is what you want? That can, be like, ma- yes. that can
0: be your mantra for the year, right? Are you sure? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, it, it, but it makes sense, right? Because it's for me, I was waking up every day thinking that I was doing what I was meant to do. And yet I felt this very strange feeling like it wasn't what I was supposed to do. Like outwardly, externally, I have four kids. I have this marriage. We've rebuilt this life. I've got this home. I've got this business. I've got this brand. I mean, I had worked two decades in the beauty industry I was comfortable. It was familiar. But what I found was there was something within me saying, I have something more for you. And through every step of this, when I get the message, for example, I want you to write a book. When I got that message, it was like, what? You want me to do what? And I remember sitting in your kitchen to record for the first day and thinking are you crazy like is this like what are you doing but what's interesting is once I would get over the initial feeling of fear and start doing the process that I felt prompted to do that's where the peace came
0: yeah it's really interesting when we move our own way right I mean even with the book I mean we were talking about before we started recording this episode I don't get it for me I mean it's I just know, like I know that I was meant to support you getting this book out. There's a feeling in me that knows I was I was part of this journey, and it's just it's. I mean, we spent a lot of time on it, right? And it's that, uh, but everything you talk about reminds me of a of a saying. It's um, it's great when our plans come true. It's even better when they don't, because it means God or the universe's plans come true. And it's that sometimes, you know we have soul contracts to complete destinies to complete and i really feel the universe has a role to play to help us expand and i feel it's when we start to realize that what is it whatever's happening is happening for us rather than to us things become easy and i get i make it sound easy and i get the challenges but stay seem for you you know there was there was a feeling that you weren't doing everything you were meant to you were here for more i remember there's a there's something we talked about when in earlier episodes where, you know, you asked God, you told God that you're here to serve and to use you. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that was you giving God permission to move the chess pieces around to create an environment where you can serve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's that, you know, it's really, and we talk about this often, it's interesting that, you know, on the outside, you know, humanly, your world has changed, right? Your world has been turned on its head. But it's like when we're recording a podcast, when we're doing mentorship, when we're reading Akashic records, your life is so different than it was before. Your human life is still being worked out. There's still a lot to be fixed. There's still a lot that you, you know that, that we're all working on. But I see you as a healer, and I see the light that you shine, and I know, like you, like I know, like I know that we are doing what we're meant to do. I was guided to read the cashier records. I had no plans. I didn't, I mean, honestly, I didn't know much about the cashier records before I learned them. But I, I, I got messages, messages and push to, to learn how to read the cashier records. So when I moved out my own way, that's when things started to open up. I wouldn't be talking like I am talking now if I didn't start the podcast. That gave me confidence to do more speaking and then, you know, being on Clubhouse doing Instagram lives and all that sort of stuff. All of that required trusting in whatever I was here and I was here meant to do. Right? It's that leap of faith, and it's just that I, I feel it's important that we talk about what happens to the other side of fear.
1: Yeah i i just I just had a thought. Um, when I'm taking action, I'm too busy to think about the fear. You know, like so. Um, dude, I, sometimes I'm annoyed at how vulnerable I am, but I'm I'm just going to, I'm just going to go there. Um, so this past week, uh, I had a mediation session and for those who don't know when you're going through a divorce and you don't have all of the like chaotic things to deal with as far as custody and what have you. Um, you can opt for a process where you hire a mediator and you get on a call with your soon-to-be ex-spouse and the mediator like facilitates in a peaceful agreement. And let me tell you, talk about fear. I was an anxious mess before this mediation session. Um, There's just a lot of stuff that I guess I should know about that I don't just as far as like retirement and, you know, all the ins and outs of, of dissolving a relationship. And I was a mess. I mean, NIMS, you know, cause I was, you know, emotional and stressed and very fearful. And I got on the call with the fear. I let myself feel it. And then once the call was happening, it was like there wasn't space for me to think about the fear. I had to just walk through the process. And I had let myself get to a place with the fear where I was so overwhelmed by it that by the time the mediation session was done, it was like I had this emotional hangover for like a good 24 hours afterwards where it was like the buildup of what I had created in my head and how much I was existing in that space of fear had taken over until the moment of when I had to act. And then once I took action, I felt this feeling on the other side of like, oh my gosh, did I just go through that, you know? Um, And so I would say that, I would say that on the other side of fear, has been freedom. When I mm-hmm. when I think about the fear too much I tend to think about the past and what I've lost. And I sometimes think that we mistake grief and fear. And in this season, I've had a lot of grief. I've seen the partner that I spent so many years loving going into a new relationship almost immediately upon exiting our relationship. And I'm grieving the loss of that. And then there comes the fear of, will I find someone to share my life with? Will I spend it alone? And on the other side of this fear has been a space of authenticity and vulnerability that has allowed me not only to connect more with my purpose, but to connect more with other people. You see, when you have fear and you hide it, it grows. We internalize it. We take it out on ourselves. We ruminate about it. Maybe it affects our physical body. Maybe it affects our emotional, spiritual, mental body. But I've decided to be very open about my fear and my grief. And as I've done that, what I've found is it has given me a sense of freedom because the fear is no longer ruling me, right? I'm letting myself feel the fear. I'm letting myself feel the grief. And I'm acknowledging those things very openly. And I believe that what it has done for me is opened up this portal to healing that I didn't know existed because I'm not shrouding it in secrecy, which is what a lot of us do when we feel fear. We don't say I'm afraid. You know, we don't say, I don't know if I can do this. We don't say I'm afraid to be alone or I am afraid to make this decision, or I am afraid to start this new job. As adults, we don't do that enough. And I believe when we come out and we say, I am grieving, or I am afraid, or I am not sure of what the outcome is going to be of this, we create space to process why we're feeling what we feel. And it's interesting because as I'm sitting here saying this, One of the things that I have learned about myself is that I was working towards a goal that I was supposed to have, meaning being a wife and being a mother, because that's what I was programmed to do. I was programmed to believe that that's what my life should look like. And so now that I'm digging into it and I'm saying, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to be alone. I'm able to understand more about why I'm afraid. Because the message that was given to me as a child and growing up was your life is complete when you are a mother and a wife. And I'm learning something different now. I'm learning in this season that it is okay that I'm on my own. It might be unfamiliar, but it's okay. Right?
0: It's beautiful. It's that trust, right? It's that trust that knowing that as you show up, God and the universe will show up for you and you know, Stacey whenever we talk about the episode we don't plan too much around it um, because we want it to be natural we want it to be free and we want it to be um, but I love how you're always vulnerable and for me that's one of your You know, sometimes you say hey oh, how vulnerable you are and all that sort of stuff I wouldn't be talking to you now if I didn't hear you in that clubhouse room over a year ago being vulnerable and um i think that is one of your strengths you are who you are and you share all of who you are and i really feel that helps people um because we all have fears right we all have fears and um you're right if if you if you let them they control you it's like darkness right if you we all have light and darkness, but if you push the, the fear and you know you don't deal with it it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows until something bigger there and um you know, we make it sound easy, but facing your fears and and understanding what's happening on the other side is a big part of what we're doing. I mean, there's a part of me, um, you know, in the healing side, am I gonna be enough? I, I can feel the the weight of the destiny that I'm meant to have and you know, kind of my voice and my gift and I know I'm meant to do so much more, but what does that mean? Um, and some of that sometimes does over, you know, it's that am I enough? Am I gonna be able to do exactly what I'm meant to do? I uh, you know, I, I had I had visions. Um we talked earlier about you know my my mentor, my guru, my friend, who I thought was going to be with me in this life, right? And she passed away at 38. Um and at that point I was it made me question everything. But from that questioning led me to the Cash of Records, led me led me to the podcast. Actually in many ways I feel it led me to you. So um it is interesting in that in that space of emptiness. When you're open to it, I really do feel God or the universe shows up, but we may not see it because it may not happen in the way that we expect it to happen. I mean, you expected, you know, your life to to be, a, you know, be the hairdresser, live that perfect family life, right? And as you say, God had other plans, but you were open to it, mm-hmm. and you know, humbly, you're still trying to rebuild your life, but there's a part of you that knows like, you know, like, you know, this book is meant to come out There's a part of you that knows that the healer in you is a whole different level than it was before. And all the changes really led you to become this person. And it's interesting. How, how often do we focus on the fear and how it's helped us grow and being proud of ourselves and being grateful for, for what we've been through or how, how often do we focus on the fears that we've still got? And the fears that we still have. Um, so, that would be my recommendation, at least to our listeners, in terms of just being aware of, um, you know, asking yourself, what have you been through? What have you grown through your fears? And asking also, you know, how are these fears, if you did it anyway, what would it mean? Because sometimes we deliberate so much over a decision when, um, what if there was no such thing as a right or wrong decision? It's just a decision. What if we just could just take that leap of faith and just, because I can tell you for all the things, all the fears I've faced in my life, the other side was much more liberating. And once you start it, yeah, it can change your life. Um, but it's kind of always, always felt like I was protected in some kind of way. And like I said, Stace, you're a great example to me of somebody who faces their fears, and you know somebody who's very vulnerable around it. So I just
1: sometimes stay- I wish, sometimes I wish that I wasn't so vulnerable around it. You know, like I, I'm like going through it and like documenting the process in real time, but I feel like. I'll just use the example of social media. We, we post the highlight reel, you know, if we've got a vacation or, um, you know, a, a new home or a new car or a new baby, we, we let the world know about it, but it's very rare that we authentically and openly say I'm struggling or I'm, I'm afraid. And I never want to give the impression that, I am going through something different than what it is. I mean, this has been a scary season for me. It's been a lot of unknown. I mean, I, I've shared this previously, but just to remind the listener, I mean, I, I had been in the UK finishing my book and I landed back in the U S on May 1st. And on that very same day, my relationship was ending. My marriage was ending. We made the decision that like the morning after I came home that we were done. And I had been so focused on my own healing and my own surviving and then thriving that even though I knew my marriage wasn't in a good place, I didn't see it coming so abruptly to an end. And in that time, I, you know, I was sleep deprived. I had been traveling. Um, I'd been in a completely different time zone and I packed a bag and walked out the door and I've been figuring it out for the last six months, a step at a time, you know, an issue at a time, a stress at a time. And at the same time, I just want to be clear in saying, There's been this fear like, okay, where am I going to live long-term? You know, am I going to own a home or am I going to rent? Am I going to live in this town? Am I going to live in another town? There's been a lot of unknowns, but the one thing, and you said this earlier, is I'm so sure of how I'm showing up, right? Like I know when I'm doing a reading or we're working with one of our mentorship clients from around the world or whatever it is. I'm so aware that I'm doing what God put me on this earth to do. I feel so aligned in my purpose. And that is what I choose to focus on. Because if I focus too much on the fear and not enough on those moments of clarity where I'm aligned and I know that I'm living in my purpose, then I'm going to be frozen in place. I'm not going to move forward because I'm going to be focused on the loss or on the, what I was supposed to be doing right now. You know, I mean, it's, it's scary and it's exhilarating at the same time because I have moments on a regular basis right now, NIMS, where I'm like, I know I'm doing what I'm meant to do. You know, I mean, I just, a few examples, Um, you know, I, I wake up in the morning now and I'm not gasping for air. Okay, so that's a big thing. I wake up in the morning. I'm going to get emotional again. I wake up in the morning and I look at my schedule now and it's filled with clients that I'm mentoring, that we are mentoring, that I am facilitating in helping them, inspire them to awaken to their own soul's purpose. We have begun to make a global impact with the work that we're doing. And when I sit with that, when I sit with the power of that, it makes all of the moments of fear worth it. It makes all of those moments of uncertainty, of insecurity, of self doubt, it makes all of it worth it. Because when I get up in the morning and I pick up my phone and I look at my calendar, it's no longer filled with surface stuff. You know, it's filled with this client in the UK and that client in India and this client in California, and it's filled with intention and planning and purpose. And that is what really drives me to continue to walk through the fear because those things have been accomplished because I walked through the fears that I've already had. Right. So if I continue to walk through the fear, the way I have been, gosh, what else is waiting for me?
0: Wow, <clears throat> I love that. I mean that gives me goosebumps. That's just um
1: <clears throat>
0: when you start living your purpose and you start to truly feel the impact of what you can have on this planet, <clears throat> that's what gives you the power and the hope. So, Stace, I love that. I love the work that we're doing with our clients. <clears throat> I just love the the power of it. and it feels super, super guided and it feels super blessed and that for me is what's on the other side. I mean, if we could, um, I mean, we do a lot of work with clients and all that sort of stuff. And we talk often about if we could do that 24 seven, then, you know, life would be, uh, so much easier. Um, but you know, our human challenges are sent to expand us too. Right. And I really feel in some way as mentors, um, we get to go things, go through things at a deeper level in some sort of way. Um, because how can we teach other people? How can we guide other people who haven't been through ourselves? So I love this space. Um, I always know that you're going to be super vulnerable and share. And even before this episode, I knew you were going to share about what happened this week because you, just, you are who you are. And you know, I think your vulnerability is, is like I said, earlier your superpower. So thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you for sharing. And I love this space and sharing this space with you. As we close out this episode, you know we always like to leave our listeners with, a couple of journal prompts. And, um, you know, we, we talked about earlier about, you know, maybe one of them needs to be about feeling the fear and embracing it. And I think that's that's one of the things that we've got to encourage our listeners to do. But if you could um, think of a second one, what would you what would you recommend as a journal prompt for our listeners, days?
1: So I think the first thing is you've got to acknowledge the fear. So if you're going to sit and journal the first thing I would encourage you to do is ask yourself, what are you afraid of? Right? Start there. What are you afraid of? And just journal it out. Whether it's your current living circumstances, whether it's a job, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whatever it is, what, what are you afraid of? And then the next thing I would ask you to do is ask yourself what would you do if that fear wasn't there, right? What would you do? Because if we acknowledge the fear first, we're saying, okay, this is what I'm afraid of and being really clear on it. But then I think the second part of it is, you know, what would I do if the fear wasn't there and how can I move through it anyway, right? Because all of us feel fear. I think the difference in the people who move forward are the people who are are acknowledging the fear and moving through it anyway. Mm -hmm
0: love that stace and um yeah you know as i said earlier i love sharing this space with you i love the traction that the the podcast is getting we have the rest of the the year schedule already laid out and um yeah if anybody enjoyed listening to this podcast please comment um rate it on whichever platform you're using it that just allows us to get to many more people please dm us with any feedback we always love receiving that feedback it's always um if there's any topics you want us to cover, if there's anything, any any changes you made in your life because of the podcast, then please let us know. We love getting those sort of messages. And um, we talked about our spiritual mentoring program, which me and Stace channeled in a few months ago, and we're changing lives with it. It was channeled in January. If some of that interests you, then please let us know. You can book a free discovery call for us to go through it. We also read Akashic Records. We do join Akashic Record readings. You get You get a divine masculine, divine feminine perspective reading. There's so many things we're doing, um, but we love this space. So if you have any feedback, please let us know. We'd love, love to receive it. And uh, I thank you for all the feedback I've received so far. Thank you to just all the people listening to the podcast. It just lifts my soul. And Stace, as we close out, I'd love for you to close out this episode and share anything you want to share with our listeners.
1: I'm just grateful for this space and the opportunity that we have to open up more vulnerable and authentic conversation. Uh, I feel like we're breathing life into the things that sometimes people are afraid (laughs) to talk about. And um, I'm deeply grateful for our listening audience. We do respond to all of the feedback that we get. So if you have a story that you want to share, reach out to us um we want to make this this podcast about the listener so we appreciate all your feedback and thanks for being with us
0: and thank you stace you know i love sharing this space with you i will include um our instagram profile details and emails etc for you to dm us email us and yeah, stacy said we love receiving feedback so sending love and light out to everybody and we look forward to speaking to you all very soon in the next episode thank you thank you stace